Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA, featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy you could join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank the 2023 President's Council sponsors for the, National, for the California MBA. These are companies that have given their, our association a tremendous amount of financial support mostly to help support our continual um, efforts to be the strong voice for the California real estate finance industry before the California state legislature and our regulators. So very grateful to these companies uh, that provide that extra financing for our association uh, in 2023. Those companies are Amerihome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Incelerate, Guild Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all so much for your support for the California MBA. We really appreciate it. Uh, and with that, I'll turn to today's guest, uh, one of our President's Council uh, members. Uh, welcome to Steve Kolker with Amerihome. Steve, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I was happy that, uh, that you wanted to be a part of Connect. Um, I love to uh, always get started with the story about how you got into the mortgage business. So why don't you share with our listeners what your story is? All right, so you gotta be a little patient with this story because it goes way back. <laughs> okay. Uh, it goes back to 1980, believe it or not. So when I was in high school, I was a high school senior and my dad had a mortgage company uh, in the 70s and 80s. And he uh, said, hey, if you're, you know, he saw that I was starting to get out of school earlier and earlier. He said, hey, if you want a job, I need some help doing some loan servicing stuff. I just bought a computer and I need someone to transfer all the data from ledger cards to the computer. So after school, I'd go over to his office. I was taking these ledger cards and putting all, all the data into a computer that was the size of a closet. And, you know, <laughs> to me, it was just, you know, just a, an after school job. I never thought anything about it. I started doing some collection calls and things like that. And helping him with some foreclosures. He was in the hard money business back in the late 70s. Anyways, that was just a job. I went to college, got a degree in the sciences. I was actually going to medical school and that was my plan anyways. And I told my dad, I said, hey, I'd like to take a year off to travel before I go back to school for another eight years. Um, you okay with that? He said, absolutely. You know, if you wanna, you know, do that, that's fine. Come, you know, if you want to earn some money in the meantime, just come work in the office, answer phones, do whatever, and pay you, and then you can travel and do do your thing. Well, about so this is summer now, summer of '85, and I'm applying to medical school, and it's all going fine. And then he splits up with his partner of 20 something years, and he says, "Hey, you know, can you just come help me get a new company started? I just need to get regrouped, and I just need a couple months of your time." And he said, after that, then you can go do your thing and travel and do whatever. And so we did this. We put a couple ads in the newspaper. We got a new office. And all of a sudden, the phone started ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And I've been there ever since, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was having so much fun. We were doing, you know, he taught me how to do deals. I went and took loan applications. I went and signed loan documents. I drew loan documents. I did all the different pieces of the pie. 
of the puzzle anyways in in that in the late 80s and then just kind of grew with it and i had tried to tell the medical school that i got into that i wasn't coming that i was gonna stay in the mortgage business i was having too much fun and at 22 years old uh was making some pretty good money already and i was like huh okay yeah. i think i like this yeah and uh stuck and here we are you know almost 40 years later Jeez, 40 that years. is an incredible story. I didn't know. I start, literally, it's the only industry you've ever worked in, like from being a teenager. For sure. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Remember those? I remember those computers that were sides of a closet. Yeah. <laughs> I had a big giant disc that I had to take out every night. And yeah. we got the amber person. screens. We were doing good because we didn't have the green screens anymore. We had the amber screens. That was like the big technology <laughs> right. thing in the 80s, right? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for that. That's a fun story. Yeah. Um, you know, 2023, um, you know, is a, um, is with its share of challenges this year. I think that it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to be a leader when times are good and it's different, uh, being a leader in this industry, especially when, uh, the market is more challenging. What, what can you share with, uh, you know, some leadership values that can help companies navigate a year like 2023? Yeah. Well, obviously, I've seen a cycle or two, been through some pretty tough cycles and some pretty tough times personally, um, obviously through, you know, 35 plus years in the business, uh, having had my own company, had to close it, you know, had to do, you know, I've had to do layoffs and branch closures and all kinds of horrible things throughout the journey. But the one thing that's kind of stuck with me this whole time is building trust through transparency and integrity. Um, and what I mean by that is really, you know, when things are tough and you really don't wanna tell people what's happening, that's the most important time to me to tell them what's happening. Because right. if you don't tell them what's happening, they'll create their own sense of reality and what they think, it's, what they think is happening. And it's probably worse than what it actually is in your mind. Uh, and so, you know, for me, it's just about, leading with your heart, you know, being honest to the extent, you know, there's obviously certain things you're just, you just can't share as a leader because you may know too much because um, you might scare people. But I think in general, the more you can share, the more you build trust, the more you become vulnerable to your team and the more you, you know, you're a servant leader and people will follow you. So I think that's kind of the, the way yeah. I would lead. That's how I lead and have led. Then I, you know, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that communication and transparency, you know, letting people know that, you know, you are the leader, but you're sharing, like, this is the reality of what's happening. And it may or may not be as bad as, you know, it's an, it's interpreted. I think that's, that's great advice. Yeah. Leaders are, are having a, they're having to take all the good advice they can get in a year like this, I think. Yeah. It, it's, it's just tough. No matter which way you slice it, having, you know, you're, you're probably experienced layoffs if you're if you're in the mortgage industry today there's no way you haven't experienced uh you know reductions in force as a leader having had tell having to tell people and soothe the ones that stay right they've got tremendous amount of anxiety yeah uh, the survivors right they've got survivors guilt survivors anxiety um and you need to be you need to bring those people together and let them know what's happening and let them know why things have happened and how you're going to get out of it you know, you know, what yeah. you see in the market and how your, what your plan is. What that and path forward is. I agree. I agree with that. So we have, you know, we've talked, 
you have had a, a long, uh, a long successful history in this business. What, uh, what advice would you give somebody that's just starting out in, in the mortgage business? <laughs> Is that a trick question? <laughs> like, <laughs> do something else for a couple of years and no, then try it again? <laughs> we know this, and I've heard hundreds of people tell this story, right? But no one chooses it, right? It always chooses you, right? So I guess, so if I, if I found this unicorn that someone came out of college and said, I want to be in the mortgage business, right? And, you know, whether they were going to go into sales, they thought they wanted to be in sales or they thought they wanted to be in operations. My advice would be do everything. Mm. Like find, find a company or a mentor or someone that will give you an opportunity to do everything, right? Do servicing, right? I mean, I started out doing collection calls and foreclosures. I went out and collected rent on properties we foreclosed on. I got a sense for the people that I was dealing with. Um, and then learn how, to, learn how to take a complete loan application, right? All starts there, right? Whether you're in sales or your processor or an underwriter, complete loan application is everything. You know, process, learn how to underwrite. Even if you don't have to underwrite all the way, learn how to calculate income and assets at a, at a baseline. Um, draw docs, fund loans. I even did escrows. Um, so, I mean, the more you do in the business before you land on where you are going to choose as your career, whether it's leadership or sales or whatever, having the baseline knowledge of all these different functions gives you a lot of power that most people don't have because. No one can ever fool you as to what's involved in the job, right? right? And so if I was managing a team that involved doc drawing and someone said, oh, it takes me too long to do this or that, I would say, you know, I've done this a few times and I don't think so, right? You can call them out. And so I just think it gives you a little bit more knowledge and background to, to navigate if you know all the different roles. Yeah. Especially if you're going into, even especially if you're going into sales. Yeah. Right? Then it, it gives you that knowledge background to be able to communicate to your client, whether it be a mortgage broker, if you're a wholesaler, or to a to a borrower themselves, if you're on the retail side as a loan officer. Yeah, I think that uh, that that's great advice. Just getting you know as much experience in all the aspects of the life cycle of a loan will really give you that well-rounded uh, experience or you know background to further your career. Find out where you want the niche, you know, yeah. where you want Even to work. At, at Amerihome, we have. Um, we have a leadership training program. So, you know, just, just kind of like what we, you described, you know, someone's coming out of college, someone's starting their career as a professional. Um, we put them through, you know, it's correspondent, so they're not really getting the full mortgage experience, but from a correspondent perspective, we're training them to be leaders. And so we put them in our loan purchase review. We put them in condition review. We put them in service and we just move them around the company for, for in six month blocks to expose them to the different components. And then we can put them in a management position when that opens up for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's a, I do know. I've actually, uh, I think I ended up helping somebody get into Marihome's management program. And very, they're very grateful. They had a, a wonderful experience with that. Yeah. Um, I also, I know that you are also a member of the Mortgage Action Alliance, or MA. Um, for those that are listening that don't know what that is, that's the grassroots advocacy um, platform that's powered by the National MBA that we use um, in the industry to take positions on very problematic pieces of legislation, both at the federal level and in the states. We've used it in the California MBA uh, to be incredibly, uh, we don't use it a lot, we, we like to be very um, sparing with it so that's impactful, um, but it is a, a, an a very valuable 
resource for us to use in our advocacy programs when a bill gets to the point where it's at the floor, it's being voted on, and uh, it has the potential to pass if it's something that we, we don't want to see happen. So I know that you're a member of Mortgage Action Alliance. Can you share with our listeners the importance of, of joining, which is free, by the way, and nonpartisan, so right. anybody can join. Right. So this is something that was probably lost on me when I was younger, and probably a lot of people it's lost on, but it's easy as individuals for us to think, you know, well, someone else has got this, right? Someone else is handling it. Oh, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they're working on it. But ultimately, if we all think like that, no one will do it. Yeah. It's not going to get done, right? And so in the last 10 to 15 years, probably for me, I've gotten more involved and it's just become that much more obvious to me how political the mortgage business has become, you know, as advocacy, you know, probably has peaked for us in the last 15, 20 years with Dodd-Frank and with the Taylor reform and, you know, all the different things that have happened to us in the last 15, 20 years since 2010 reform, really. Um, and just even in the last couple of years, how it's kind of exploded, we have to be involved. And the more numbers we have from membership, the more powerful we become as a group. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think I was probably, you know, not as good as I should have been until more recently, I've gotten a lot more involved um, and working with the MAA and, and we've had some events in, in DC um, recently with, with our clients and with members of the house and things like that. I think, you know, for me, the best example that I can have, and, and everybody should be familiar with this now, is Bob's, Bob Brecksmith, Pete Mills, and the whole team at the MBA, how they pushed the FHFA on this debt ratio LLPA issue. Yes. I guarantee you that if it wasn't for them, everyone in the business would be figuring how to implement that right now. There's no question if they, were, they were responsible for getting this done. And so I'm really proud to be a member of that and would encourage uh, you know, anyone in this industry from, even if you're not in leadership, just if you're a processor, yeah, be part of it, have your voice heard. Strength in numbers, I, yeah. I will say it is, uh, it is very effective. Like I say, we have made, um, you know, we've made big impact on problematic legislation here in California using it. So thank you. And you know, you being a leader in the industry and encouraging others to do it, that is the way that the newer entrants into the market, or maybe people like you say, haven't paid attention to that. They'll be compelled to, you know, be a part of the industry in, uh, in you know, in making sure that good policy um, is passed. So yeah. thank you. Don't assume that others are going to get it done. Yes. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, uh, I believe that when you are not at work um, over the past few decades, you have spent a lot of time on the baseball field as a little league coach. So <laughs> um, I'm saying we all got involved in little league, I think at some point from our kids, but you were, you were a coach for quite some time. Can you tell us yeah. what, what, what was that experience like? So for me, so I have three kids, two boys and a girl. They were all involved in, in youth sports and they played every, every sport. We exposed them to where we could. And I, you know, I'm, I grew up on sports. I'm a huge sports fan. I've played college sports. I mean, I've been involved in around sports. I just love being with the kids. Um, nothing gave me more joy than having a bunch of five-year-olds, t-ball, you know, run around, have fun, goof off, learn a little and have fun. But I coached, I coached hockey, I coached soccer. And I coached Little League, but I coached Little League for about 22 years. I just recently stopped as my 
oldest kid uh, was done and left for college. But my boys were 11 years apart. So when one finished the program, the other one was starting T-ball. So I had two two full cycles. And I swear I miss I now miss the you know the smell of the French fries at the Little League on Saturdays. But um, it was just for me again being in a in a place where I could coach kids and have an influence on you know not only their ability to have fun and play a sport, but you know as people as the kids got older, as they were 12, 13, and 14, you know, that was when they really started becoming, you know, young adults and, and athletes and people, and just helping them through challenging times. You know, not all the kids were, you know, on equal footing and you just, you know, be a friend to them and be a coach to them. It was yeah. just really rewarding. I, I applaud you for doing that. I'm a huge fan of Little League. I remember when my, uh, when my son, you know, it was his last year. And I was like, I think I was more sad than he was. I'm like, what? I can't do yep. this anymore. I feel like I'm just going to be an adult that comes and watches games anyway. <laughs> I'm sure of that. I, well, was throwing batting, I was throwing batting practice till my son was 18. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> my not that long ago. I just, just now, just recently retired from the baseball field. Well, good for you because, you know, those programs need good people like you to volunteer. So good for you that you've spent your time doing that. Um, you know, Steve, you and uh, Amerihome uh, in particular have been huge supporters of the California NBA. Of course, again, President's Council sponsor for several years now, which we greatly appreciate. Can you share with our listeners why you feel it's important to support our organization? Absolutely. So again, it's sim similar to the, to the National NBA and the MAA. You know, the CMBA is in our backyard, right? We're California, we're a California-based company. Um, and I think the strength, in, again, strength in numbers, we've been a huge supporter of the, of the, the CMBA and I'm on the, you know, the, the board. Um, and I really enjoy, listen, I enjoy the networking opportunity. I enjoy the exposure. And I just, I just really admire yourself. Like, I mean, how, how involved you've been and driven this organization. But again, it's one of those things, if you don't get involved, nobody will get involved. And so just by example, being part of it to argue, you know, in the California legislature for yeah. issues that impact us. Um, so, again, I just think it's important to have a voice and to make sure our voice is heard um, on top of the multitude of opportunities that CMB offers for learning and networking. Um, Future Leader is a great example, right? I mean, you know, we've been a big supporter of that program. We yeah. probably put two people through that program every year. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all still with us. I mean, they're, they're our rising stars in our company. And you just see a huge change in their knowledge base and their skill sets as they go through that uh, leadership program, the Future Leaders Program. So huge fan, huge supporter, um, and just love what CMBA has done for uh, Marahome and for the industry. So again, same thing as the MBA. You know, you got to be involved in both, to be honest. Yeah, thank you. We we appreciate that. And and you're right. I mean, if everybody um, would support the, you know, the national NBA and the states in which they uh, in they in which they lend, um, you know, we can be sure that we'd all be very strong for that. So thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for being on Connect. This has been fun. Great. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And thanks to all of you for joining us on today's episode uh, to access any of our past episodes. You can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also uh, available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect.